welcome to another episode of the Marvel Guys Podcast. As always, I am your host, Jordan, and on my left is my co-host, Spencer. We are going to be talking about Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's A lot of people say, and the the Multiverse of Madness. It's in, right? How are you doing? Doing amazing. Amazing. This is... uh, I didn't... Man... I didn't know this day would come this fast that we would see Doctor Strange. But, uh, wow. Welcome wow. to the Marvel Guys in the Podcast of Madness. Yeah. Yeah, there we Basically. go. Um, yeah, we got to see Doctor Strange on opening night. Somehow, Thursday afternoon is when movies debut now. I, yeah, that's weird. I don't know when that happened, when that switch was made. I've Eventually, we're just going to be like waking up on Monday morning, like <laughs> getting ready to go out for lunch for, yeah, you know, primetime movies. Would that not make Mondays better, though? No, because then <laughs> it would just become the next, you know, whatever. Mm. Something else would be Monday. And yeah, that's true. I don't It doesn't make any sense. I used to no. get so excited for like a midnight release. And now I know it's more convenient, but mm-hmm. there's something about going at like 630 or 615. It was on a Thursday that's really confusing for sure so now that we've got that covered (laughs) the all-important uh bickering about times Doctor Strange 2 this was a really cool movie um this was kind of a departure from a lot of what we've seen in Marvel in the past it was you know two beloved characters for the most part going Mm -hmm. after each other to create this very powerful sorcerer's uh, journey, you know, overcoming emotion style movie. Yeah. Um, this, I talked to a coworker that absolutely hated it because <laughs> she didn't know Wanda's storyline at all. She just saw Doctor oh. Strange 1 and oh thought gosh. she loved Doctor Strange 1. And so she was like, I'm going to love Doctor Strange 2. And she was like, who's Wanda? And I'm like, oh my God. well, that's the thing is if you don't know Wanda's story, this movie's not going to hit you. Mm-mm. Sorry. Yeah. If you are all in on Wanda's story and you've like seen WandaVision and, you know, been there since the second Avengers, then it gives you an emotional attachment to the secondary character in the movie. So yeah. with that said, um, what were your initial reactions and thoughts of the, this madness? Initial reactions were strong. I really enjoyed it. I loved it. Uh, the more I thought about it, though, the more I had a problem with it, which we'll address later. But, um, yeah, I think initially when we left the theater, like, this is a this is an awesome movie. And, and my problem in no means, I think, does it detract from if, if it's an awesome movie or not? Um, it was just like storyline kind of a thing, but like, um, but I don't think that it really truly takes away from from the film itself. I think this was an awesome. I would have it as of right s- now ranked like sixth. Do you still have it above Spider Man? Um, it just depends. It depends. I think the top six. Top six or seven Marvel films are just so kind of interchangeable, except for the two at the top for me. The two at the top are still Infinity War and Endgame. Um, but three through seven are sort of interchangeable. Spider-Man would definitely be like 
three or four on a given day. Um, but there's just so many of these movies, they just do so many different things. And I think that this movie does something that none of them have done. And the implications of that are so strong Mm -hmm. that it's hard to overlook this movie as not being a top five, top four, potentially, if you feel this way, potentially better than Spider-Man just because of those implications. Um, the impact is high. Very. I mean, we knew that going in, right? Yeah. Multiverse of madness. Yeah, for so. sure. Well, to some extent, yeah. Um, I will say that we, as a collective fandom, <laughs> uh, definitely uh, overdid it with the what's going to happen, what we're going to see kind of things. And I think that that's comical. Uh because once again, like we've talked about this since day one of this podcast, you have to reel back those expectations uh, because we get way too far out there now with what we think is going to happen. We think everything at any given turn is Mephisto like or that, you know, uh, this one in credit scene is going to set the, the, the foundation for the next 10 years of the f- of the franchise. And that's not true. But like. You never know, man. Like th- there, we could get an end credit scene like that in the future. It's just that so far we're they're they're keeping things grounded to a level that is connected to the characters, which I think is awesome. It's funny that you would bring up Mephisto, considering we've been discussing Mephisto as the first like demon to enter uh, Marvel, mm-hmm. and lo and behold, under our noses the entire time was Wanda becoming the Scarlet Witch and becoming the first referred to demon in the MCU. I mean, her powers were, albeit for not very long, but were seen at, you know, as peak powerful as probably we're going to see in the MCU in this movie. And she had a even bigger role than I thought Mm-hmm. Um, or assumed going into it because she probably had as much screen time as anybody else in the movie. Um, yeah, I think it's tied. Really, I guess Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange, probably, yeah. which is nice. Yeah, because to be honest, I that's didn't. That should be. I honestly. didn't expect Doctor Strange to have as much screen time as he did. So that was really? nice. Yeah, I mean, it just seems like a, a second movie. It's usually this huge conglomerate. That's true. Um, yeah, at least it has been. So, yeah, it was really nice to see that Doctor Strange really got to own this journey. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't, you know, we were just watching the trailer before this podcast, and we we both didn't watch the last trailer uh, because there's just so much revealed, and it's like one week before the movie, and it's hard to keep your brain shut off until you watch the thing, but I, I really enjoyed that aspect of it. I didn't know much about this movie going into it. I didn't overanalyze it. Uh, I just kind of waited to see what would happen. So I guess we can kind of start with the things that we enjoyed, um, what we took from it, um, initial thoughts, but you know, a little bit more uh, depth into what we're thinking now. So mm-hmm. was there any characters, storylines, moments, things that you really applauded here? Um, spoilers, right? Like we're definitely oh, getting into if, if you haven't seen the movie, yeah. go ahead and see it. We are yeah. fully recap reviewing everything. So, so this yeah. is your uh, five-second warning to go have some fun, enjoy the movie, come back. We'll be right here. Yeah, go into it. 
Yeah, so I think what they did that was really cool for me was that like we got to explore parts of the multiverse. We got to see it, we got to experience it, we got to see like all these different like parts and layers. Uh how pretty much like everybody's kind of tied in like what I think that this actually did pretty good too is like Doctor Strange, right? Like we see multiple Doctor Stranges and they're still played by Benedict Cumberbatch. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like, you know, the alternate Doctor Strange is somebody else. So when I was talking about those cameos that people were clamoring for and kind of wanted to see like Tom Cruise as Iron Man and stuff like that, like I don't think that exists within right. the MCU. It may change uh, species, but it, it, may ch- yeah, it won't it may change. change. If it's humanoid, it will appear as, as similar to the character that portrays him. Yeah, like in another universe, there might be like a superior Iron Man that's like RDJ with a different mustache or something mm-hmm. or like a different, you know, but it's still RDJ. <laughs> like he's a, still a white man portraying a, or a Hispanic oh man, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember the, the line anymore. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it, I think that that was a really cool thing. And, and, you know, there could be some alternate universe out there where that kind of thing exists and we just haven't gotten into it because I mean, the multiverse is so expensive. They were paint at one point, yeah, so they were paint, can't rule so anything out. No. No, but I think that they did a good job of like kind of keeping everything kind of close to the, they didn't expand too far is what I'm trying to say. And, but at the same time they gave us enough to like, be like, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. Um, we finally got some representation of the Illuminati, uh, which would had been hinted at since like in what was it? Infinity war. So, um, and I think that it's coming in the six one six universe. Um, in our universe, basically, mm-hmm. uh, we will have some sort of Illuminati. Um, but yeah, I, I think that this was, they did a really good job of portraying Wanda as a villain, uh, which. Well, that hasn't been hard lately because she no. was, you know, really, really caught up of, in her own emotions, which you felt terrible for her within WandaVision. But mm-hmm. eventually you're like, okay, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and once again, I think that that was one of the problems that I had with this movie. It's the only problem that I had with this movie, but I'll get to that later. We're talking about the stuff that we liked. Um, but I did like that they, they portrayed, you know, Wanda more villainous than ever. I loved that it was very much a Sam Raimi film, that it was very horror inspired. Um, I loved the gore aspect of it. Uh, in fact, like me and a coworker were talking about this the other day, you know, because she had just went back and reread Infinity Gauntlet and Infinity War, Infinity Crusade, and uh, man, in Infinity War, the movie, like they took it so easy on us, you know what I mean? Like the brutality of Thanos is so much worse than that. They took it so easy because I guess in a way they kind of had to, to some extent. Like they can't show, you know, those gruesome scenes from the comics you know it, they it didn't have the extensive catalog to just kill people willy-nilly either right and so like that would have been but just uh the idea of seeing things like that and and it would have completely oh man like kids would have been crying in the theaters and you know, it would have been bad so but it was it was pretty cool to see that like brutality kind of on display in this movie uh this was definitely to me the most brutal that we've seen in the MCU. Um, but, um, you know, getting Krasinski as 
Reed Richards was awesome. That was so I I popped big time and I know you did too, but I popped big time for Black Bolt being in there. Yeah, Black Bolt was that so was cool. That was so so freaking cool. Um and I loved that, you know, in the different universe, that was the 838 universe. I loved that like Baron Mordo is like the the sorcerer supreme. I loved that uh was her name uh, Monica or Maria Rambo? I can't remember which one is which at this point, but one of them. It's the first one, the the one that's Monica's friends with Connor, Carol. Oh yeah, Maria's the mom. Okay, yeah, Maria, her being Captain Marvel. I thought that was really cool that they did that. Um, and I, I love Captain still alive, Britain. you know, <laughs> just like no. in general. Oh well, yeah, just still alive, just like yeah, being yeah, yeah, alive, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. So I guess in that universe, it would have been Carol that died. Perhaps so. Yeah in a similar way to like Doctor Strange dying right. and now Mordo's the Supreme. Yeah. yeah. Taco Bell. <laughs> the oh, Supreme. Oh, I have, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Diana. The Taco Supreme. Whatever. Yeah. Uh yeah, it's um but it's cool to see those little change ups and stuff like that across different universes and, and how those like correlate. Like has seen Captain Britain, obviously, which was unfortunately like spoiled in trailer number two, which I'm so thankful we didn't see that. But uh or the final trailer, whichever one it was. Yeah, I think it's the third. But uh, and obviously seeing Charles Xavier, that was that was the the moment that that really popped me because like you know the first, you know when when we heard his voice in the Super Bowl trailer or whatever, like I was like, oh my gosh, that's him for sure. But it also didn't set in, you know what I mean? And it didn't, it didn't feel like they were actually gonna do it until we saw it for me. Like, yeah, I, I don't yeah. know that feeling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we discussed it. <laughs> I know. I just it it didn't. I, I I just had to see it to believe it. So I and once I did, I was just blown away and and in love with it. So those were the things I liked. You didn't leave any? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, seeing what if portrayed on the screen was awesome. Um, all the different things that we saw within that TV show kind of come to life in the movie. Um, very cool. Seeing the different Doctor Strange uh, characters, seeing Zombie Strange, um, a lot of unique little things going on. Uh, I think it was the first battle in the history of cinema that involved music notes being thrown at each other and hearing <laughs> the music being played as the note landed. Yeah. That was crazy. Um, I don't know if a lot of people are going to like that because it was a, like a little bit odd. But it was fun, and uh, this movie was weird. Like I could see people hating it because it's so different. Mm -hmm. But if you just kind of relax and watch, enjoy as best you can, it has a lot of cool aspects to it. And it's just, it's a wacky movie. It's it's weird. It's it's different. It's just a lot of things that we maybe never thought we were gonna get on the big screen all come together in one movie. And seeing them jump from, you know, reality to reality was really cool. And, you know, learning the different aspects of each reality or, the, you know, the simple things like red meaning go and green meaning stop. Um, that was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And just kind of playing with that, seeing uh, America's past and her, her heartbreak kind of spawning from... I think it was a bee, right, that she yeah. was trying to avoid, yeah. and it caused this panic that opened up a portal, and now we have a little uh, Easter egg for the future of, like, her parents are somewhere, and yeah. so 
down the road. I'm sure we'll see that. Um, there was a lot of things to really enjoy uh, within this film, and I I liked it a lot. I didn't have it near like the very top, uh, like tippity top of my MCU uh, rankings or anything. I'll, I'll have to figure out where exactly I have it, but it was just it was one of those movies that. I thought I had a decent understanding of what they were going to do. I didn't know what the story exactly was going to be, but it, it really, you know, where there's change-ups, there, there's curveballs. And for me, the, the plot itself really kind of threw a bit of a curveball for me. Mm-hmm. And that was really nice. And, yeah, not seeing the trailer gave me the opportunity to be surprised by a lot of things. I loved seeing Wanda free and kind of just – taken on her own battle um it's it's really weird because like you've seen so much of wanda over the past two years and the journey's all within a very short time period like it's hard to completely understand unless you watch these things back to back like she's going on an emotional roller coaster and not being able to fully process the things that are happening before the next thing happens and all of a sudden she's back in, you know, a fight or um, some kind of emotional battle. And in the same way, Doctor Strange, like there's memes going around and this, like this man over like a three week period, like fought <laughs> off all this stuff, had to go Dude. to this and then traveled, you know. Yeah. It's it's oh pretty funny. Gosh. But yeah, I mean, it was it was a fun journey. It was an interesting storyline and it was it was a Marvel movie. Yeah. It, it was fun. It, it was it was everything I kind of was hoping from it, and it left with a lot of cool possibilities moving forward. Absolutely, and I think that's the biggest part for me as to why I haven't ranked so high is like the implications of what it set up, sets up. As noted many times on this podcast, I'm a massive fan of Jonathan Hickman's Avengers, New Avengers storyline, and there's a lot of reference points that they pull from that in this movie. So... That was also, I think, the biggest thing that I, I really thoroughly enjoyed about the movie was just being able to pull from that and what that does to set up the future is immeasurable right now. It's crazy. So some of those things that we are moving forward to see, mm-hmm. uh, in the post credit scene, we see Charlize Theron, and yeah. I think she was credited with the name Clea, right? Yes, yes. So what were your first thoughts when you saw her pop up there um, other than, wow, that's a beautiful actress, (laughs) you know? No, Um, I was... Like, what do you you see? I was kind of confused as to who it was at first. I was like, wait a minute, who... Wait, what? And then it hit me, and I was like, oh! It was when she opened the portal, too. Like, to... uh, Because I think that was, like, the dark dimension of, like, where uh, Dormammu is probably being right now yeah that's the extent of what i know about her is she's a dark dimension girl and um basically in the future i would expect and pretty much everyone should expect at this point now that like her and dr strange will be like romantically involved like they'll be probably like married or something at some point um so that's going to be awesome to see be that kid high expectations yeah very high expectations but um yeah, I thought that was really cool. That end credit scene was awesome. And then, like, the third eye being attached to him uh, because of the use of the Darkhold, even though they 
now no longer exists throughout the universes, which is also a really interesting take and a choice that they decided to make in this movie. Which probably means it's unable to undo that third eye. Because um, it seemed like that was the source of the power to do great things and to cancel them out. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Book of Hishanti, I think, would be able to still do that. But with them not existing in the universe, that also prevents anybody else from... Like, we're not going to get that scene or anything like that where, like, Doom gets a hold of uh, the Darkhold or something like that, which that's that's totally fine. <laughs> I don't think anybody would be prepared for that. But, um, yeah. Uh, that was that was really cool to see though that they're bringing in Clea and that we're gonna have that kind of thing going forward with Doctor Strange. It's just a matter of time before we get Tom Hanks, right? Like eventually they're gonna run out of actors and <laughs> Tom's gonna <laughs> Tom be like, Hanks. All right, I gotta do one of these stupid <laughs> yeah. superhero things. Yeah. Like Probably. I'm just waiting. Yeah. Um so I would love to hear what, what's uh what's on your mind with Wanda and your issues with, with some of it. Uh, well, the issues that I have, um, basically were motive, you know, like the motive through the movie was my problem. Um, to me, it negates everything from WandaVision. Uh, and it sucks because that WandaVision was on a given day. I I would probably say WandaVision it's easily in the top three, but I mean, I also haven't gone back and rewatched these shows, so I don't know. If I rewatched WandaVision, I'd probably say, oh my gosh, this is the greatest thing ever. It's so good. And that emotional journey that you go on with her, like, she's learning along the way that no matter how powerful I am or can be in the future, that this is more important. And that's awesome because so many villains or heroes never address that. You know, we saw it with Captain America throughout the entirety of his story. He never addressed his trauma until at the very, very end. And however they decide to tell us in the future how that affects and how he didn't, like, disobey TVA stuff, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll get there someday. But, like, we will. Um, yeah, like, you have to be able to address your trauma, confront it, learn from it. And at the end, you see her, you know, get rid of the hex. You see her realize that, oh, my gosh. The end of WandaVision. Yeah, that this was wrong of me to do. You know, regardless of how I feel about what's going on with me, like, I need to address that on my own. I don't need to put all these other people in danger. And I thought that was really cool because it's something that Wanda doesn't really do in the comics. Because in the comics, she's very much like she is in this movie. Like, completely irrational and kind of stupid in her decision-making. And I understand there's going to be a lot of people that are talking to me right now that are like, oh, it's because of the Darkhold. Mm, Yeah. Yes and no. To me, I would have preferred, and this is just me, so, like, take it with a grain of salt, but, like, for me, I would have preferred more, like, Cathan references with this. And maybe her being evil, traveling through the multiverse and stuff like that for the sake of being evil because she's being manipulated by Cathan. And it's not about kids. Because to me, it being about her kids, once again, it does away with everything from WandaVision. Not to mention, like, when we talk about Thanos, we talk about how Thanos is kind of rational 
to some extent in his motive, you know, like he's mm-hmm. like, I think we talked about it the, when we were doing the Moon Knight finale and said like something along the lines of like this initial pain is worth the sacrifice of later because it's going to be a utopia. He uses a rational idea yeah. to rationalize irrational actions. Yeah. And with Wanda, it's irrational, irrational. <laughs> like, and you get to that scene where, and there, I think for me, there's two scenes that actually kind of coincide with this and it kind of eases it. So where it's not that big of a problem for me, as far as the plot's concerned. And that's when Charles taps into her mind and he sees the other Wanda that's like trapped under the rubble and you see like the TV's on and it's her favorite show from when she was a kid and he tries to save her, but he's too late because Scarlet Witch is already there. Uh, that would be that scene. And it would be the scene where, you know, she finally is confronted by seeing that, Oh, I'm doing the wrong thing. And then the Wanda from the other universe is like healing her in a way. But even then we cannot look past the, horrible like atrocities that she committed specifically in the 838 universe and how this impact or could impact going forward if they so choose to reference this in the future so it's mentioned a few times that incursions could be or are a thing in uh this in these universes and basically the incursions are when universes collapse on each other um and in the comics, this happens in Hickman's Avengers, where basically the heroes of our planet have like eight hours to decide if they're going to destroy this next universe that's collapsing in on it, or if we're just going to sit by and see what happens, which basically means that both would be destroyed. And it would be a domino effect throughout every universe from that point on. So the reason that what Wanda has done is so like atrocious is that like, okay, when she approaches the Illuminati, who are the people she kills? She kills Black Bolt. Okay. In that universe now, there is no leader for the Inhumans. So the Inhumans would basically fold upon themselves and probably create some war, which would lead to their ending. Uh, she kills Reed Richards, who's like supremely smart, although arrogant, which we see in that scene where he's like, this is Black Bolt. In one whisper, he'll kill you immediately. <laughs> like... He's so arrogant. That, so like, annoying. It's like Draken yeah. telling Kim Possible yeah. how to foil him. And yeah. saying, I'll bet you can't. Right, right. Um, so he, I, And I love that they did that, too, that they did make him kind of arrogant. But, like... Well, and also for Black Bolt, like I said, most people wouldn't be aware of who Black Bolt is, and they might not know his powers, so they kind of needed to sneak in mm-hmm. a way... It's like when you're reading a book, yeah. and it says, he looks over to the corner and sees... You know, you don't want to spell out exactly what's in the corner, but you just kind of mm. point to it. So, yeah. Yeah. Creative way of introducing that. Um, But she kills Reed Richards, which he has a relationship with Dr. Doom, who in the comics is able to understand the incursions and understand how to stop them in a way. So that relationship's now died off. Uh, and not to mention Franklin Richards is probably the most powerful person in the entirety of Marvel. And that's the son of Reed Richards. Who's now going to have to grow up without a dad. So what's going to happen? Is he going to become the Herald of Galactus and become whatever? Is he going to destroy the universe? Because now he has the same trauma that Wanda has. Like 
And then the biggest atrocity to me is that she kills Charles. The impact that that has on that universe specifically is crazy. So who is Charles Xavier? He's the leader of the X-Men, obviously, but he's also the political advocate for mutant kind. Good or bad, he's their political advocate. He's the one that prevents humankind from trying to kill them all the time and pin stuff on them. Without Charles Xavier now, that universe will have sentinels created and every single one of the mutants, whether they're good or bad, will be hunted down and slaughtered. So now that entire universe is going to be without mutants. And so when faced with these incursions, potentially, when another universe is collapsing in on it, there's going to be either all villains left, which means all of these villains will just decide, okay, well, we can just blow up all these other universes. We don't care to survive. Or there's going to be nothing left. Like there's just not going to, there's going to cease to be any life left because that's insane. So her actions have literally put billions of lives at stake and it's over children that may or may not even be real across every universe. Because from what we know, in every universe, Wanda's created the Hex, which means she created her children through magic. We don't know to the extent yet, and I don't know if it'll be explained at some point or not, because in the comics, the reason that Billy and Tommy are real are because she uses like fragments, basically, of Mephisto's soul. And that's how they're real. But we don't know that that is even the case. So... If it's not the case, then these children don't even exist. Like, they're not even real. And not to mention, they're not hers. Because she's in her own universe. So, and that was the whole dilemma that gets resolved in the end. But it's like, dude, you literally just put billions of lives at stake for something so stupid. Which, once again, I mean, it's uh, it's kind of good because now... I think people kind of understand why people like myself and Devin, you know, who we've had on the podcast a couple times now, just do not like Wanda at all <laughs> in the comics. And it's because of stuff like that. Like the most infamous thing with Wanda in the comics is the no more mutants line. Right. And why did she say that? And it's once again, very irrational. It comes from a place where she saves Quicksilver, her brother, and realizes that Magneto, their father, loves mutant kind more than them. Even though they are mutants, they feel like he's looking after more mutants than he's looking after us or he cares about us. So she just says no more mutants just to rid the world of mutants. <laughs> like, that is so, so irrational to me. Uh and like I said, in the context of the Multiverse of Madness movie, it's like you just went through all of this experience with trauma and you're at a place seemingly where you kind of understand yourself a lot better because you had to go through that again. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously working with trauma day to day, it's like ups and downs, it's peaks and valleys. But, like, to go to that extent, even being under the guise of, like, the Darkhold 
is just so insane and bizarre to me because yeah you've now it's like when um it's like when parents are like oh i'd do anything for my kids right sounds great but would you kill billions of people for your kids some might like yeah that sounds nice but you do realize how crazy that is like how many other parents are you killing how many other children are you killing at that point that's not going to have a life now because you think that your children's lives like it, it's it's just so crazy to think of it like that and i understand that like pain that's associated with your kids and stuff like that but like that is so bizarre of a thought to have that I would literally wipe out billions to for kids like these these kids that I have that once again may or may not even be real um so yeah that was that was the only problem that I have and like I said it's not really like a problem it's just like really bizarre and strange that that was the plot line because uh and once again it's like expectations versus reeling them in my expectations for the film were different that like she would be a villain but her motive would have been different i thought that like okay if she's using the dark hold then kathan would be involved and that would be the thing is that she's so powerful but she's also being manipulated by him and she doesn't know what she's doing right and that could be the case that could be explained later on uh but i felt like if they were going to explain it they would have done it then but like um and then, you know, I also thought that there would be this thing maybe where she goes and sees other versions of herself and they're drastically different from herself in this universe. And she sees Magneto and the portrayal of their relationship. She's like, oh, my gosh, you know, like this is horrible. And that and I was kind of hoping for that, like no more mutants type situation. They reached their X-Men limit. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, they got we got one. <laughs> ran, ran out of money. Yeah. But uh and that once again, man, that's like having expectations like at an all-time high for that movie, but like yeah. That was it. That was the extent of my rant, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I can see I can see what you're saying. I I guess to me it's just such a short time period and she like we saw at the end of WandaVision, she obviously wasn't over it. She was searching the, you know, the realities to to find her children, um, and that's where we left off. So mm-hmm. I guess it was probably should have assumed it was is closer to a children's storyline going into it. Um, yeah. So maybe think, those those expectations again kind of bit you. Yeah, I think. Um, like I said, I think the Xavier scene actually kind of makes it ties everything together like that one scene and it's not very long like it's a very short scene it's like four minutes but it ties everything in together like and it's so where i don't feel like so negative about it because it does seem like she is manipulated because it seems like there's two versions of her now and yeah uh, there are are two versions there's wanda and scarlet witch and but the Scarlet Witch side of her is being manipulated, and that's what I was kind of hoping for is that we'd get like more Cathan because I feel like if we got like more Cathan, it would have like maybe uh, and and once again maybe it would just would have been too on the nose had they done it that way, but like it would have showed that oh this she's really like being manipulated. This isn't like her true like belief right now. 
she is just being like used. Well, in the movie, remember, there's also so. this destiny aspect of it that she was meant to arise to the the tower and you know yeah. kind of so that claim actually, her rightful spot. True, and I think maybe that kind of is where it kind of ties in. Like maybe that's where the Cathan thing ties in. You know, maybe it's her being manipulated. There was so. a puppet master reference in the movie. Yeah. I don't remember where it was, but so. Uh, and there's going to probably be like a million people that are like, oh, it's Mephisto. <laughs> it's Mephisto. Everything's going to be Mephisto yeah. from here on. I feel like this movie was but, telling you that she is more powerful than even we thought mm-hmm. in that nobody needs to control her because she's as volatile as it gets, I guess. Yeah. But we'll see how that works moving forward. I mean, yeah, she's after like two major outbursts now. There's only two two ways she can go. You know, she can really lose it again, and it'll be something like No More Mutants, you know, in Impact, or she can, you know, finally kind of learn and settle down. It doesn't seem like her character type, yeah. but with White Vision That's lurking, yeah. um, there could be another heartbreak on the horizon, <laughs> yeah. or it could be that she finally finds something that, Basically, I guess the justification I kind of understood just because she has proven to be an absolute psycho when it comes to her kids. And at the end of the WandaVision series, she's looking for her kids. And she was basically, she went from having nothing to thinking she had everything to being stripped of everything she did have. And so losing, I think she needs one of Vision or the kids to feel whole. And so without Vision, yeah, she lost her stuff again. But I think maybe if White Vision reclaims a a love for her that she can find within her heart, um, she can maybe find peace one day. I don't know when that's going to come into play. We haven't seen anything hinting towards a White Vision appearance, but... That's the that's the disappointing part, right? Like, do you kind of feel a little bit kind of, like even just like a tiny percent? Like, where is he? You know. Like, I mean, I'm wondering. Going? I don't feel disappointed that he didn't make an appearance or anything, just because I think it's a totally different storyline. That's true. Um, yeah. I just I love her powers, and I've yeah. looked forward to a Doctor Strange Wanda fight for a long time. The unfortunate part is that she got so powerful that it was no longer a competition. Mm-hmm. Um, so that wasn't really a thing. Basically. I mean, the plot told us uh, she needed to defeat herself. Like, yeah. that was the whole thing. And yeah. showing her, I mean, the motivation stayed true to itself to the end, which I'll, I'll definitely give it credit for because she, the reason she was able to come back to her own body and brain is because she realized she was hurting her children. Mm-hmm. She was going, oh my God, the one thing I care about in this world, I'm actually the, the demon, the monster under the bed for them. Yeah. Like I really need to change. And that made her become introspective and then decided to, you know, put her, her guns down. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean I get it. I, I understand kind of where you're going with that. For me, it was just I didn't know where else they would, would go. So my expectations were kinda those two, you know, battling and, and you know, it's it's interesting because there really wasn't that like third you know the the guy at the beginning of the movie that entity exists, but at the end of the day, it was Scarlet Witch as the the villain. So yeah, yeah. Um, well, and you know they say it in the trailer. 
um, Doctor Strange, in a way, was his own biggest villain as well. So True. you kind of got a tag team villain situation. And in the multiverse, I guess somebody fighting themselves is it makes sense. So yeah, yeah, I, I enjoyed the idea that they could use a bunch of pre-existing characters and manipulating them to the point where they didn't need a third villain role. Mm-mm. And I think we talked about this previously. We were like, well, where's the villain? And it's like, yeah. oh my God, is Scarlet Witch the actual real villain? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were able to, I guess, pull it off, but I totally forgot about Doctor Strange being the other villain. Yeah. Should have kind of seen that coming, to be honest. What I do think is like, and, and this is like where I really like, am like really perplexed, right? Why does nobody show any kind of support for Wanda? Like everybody knows she's out there. You know what I mean? But like nobody's like coming to her like, hey, you you you're all right, you know, check up on like on, other superheroes, on yeah, like because they know They're what they've scared all of been her. through. You know <laughs> what I mean? But there's no reason to be as like scared. Well, of who her, who would saying? like who would? Uh, Steve I Rogers. Mean, yeah, Steve. He's gone. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you maybe got Falcon, there. but he doesn't yeah. have his. Uh, he doesn't know how to locate. <laughs> he's, he's got his he's so, like yeah. Stark Stark Tech wings or right. vibranium wings. Yeah, that's about it though. So like, yeah, th- that's the thing that's lacking, and I think honestly, he can't get a bank loan. <laughs> yeah. he supposed to? <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, honestly, I, though, I think that Doctor Strange could become that kind of a character for some of these people, but he's also once again he's like in the past few days, it seems like, in, at least in the MCU timeline, he's had to deal with like so many different like world ending events yeah and he's been the one that's had the, the responsibility of saving everybody so and now it's he's like, gonna have to fight himself with this dark old curse he's set upon himself yeah that's gonna be interesting and fun to watch but i'm i'm i am excited to see what they do with scarlet witch now because it seems like she's kind of purged that like negative side of herself again um and like i said too like she's gotten rid of all the dark holds throughout the multiverse which that's an interesting concept to really think about too but um they've got access to america chavez now yeah yeah. which is a whole nother that's a whole other ball and she's in training with uh strange it's their uh, names oh like the sorcerers yeah i can't remember yeah i can't remember either where that was a cool um what is it about this who started this whole shoot your powers into the air and it creates this invisible barrier? I feel like every movie <laughs> uses that now. Yeah, but that's an interesting. I mean, it was cool. Um, I, I love. I've always loved scenes where you have a organization or a species or race or people. And they put together whatever small differences they have to protect their territory that is owned by like the conglomerate. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. I always love those moments in every movie. And Wanda and everybody else—they always, you know, take down that first layer of defense. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you see the real fight happen. But it's very Star Warsy. It's everything, you know. It's the Battle of Wakanda. It's Harry mm-hmm. Potter. I think there's even some aspect of that in like The Hobbit. But you yeah, know, but there's a lot of a lot of cool, you know, ways to represent that. But I, I really enjoyed that, and it was nice that she was willing to kill people because 
it's hard to take villains too seriously unless they're like willing to do real damage. And That's she true. did not care. She was going to kill. Yep. And she did. Um. So yeah, she leaves a mess everywhere she goes. That it, yeah. And uh, yeah, that's no. you know they have to answer. I mean, if you think about her twisted journey, she used to cry, you know, when they took out a hospital floor, and now she's like just randomly, not randomly, but killing people that confront her when they disagree or when she disagrees with them. Yeah, yeah, it's she, a tr- It's a crazy yeah. development. She, I mean, she went full villain. Yeah. And that was that was cool to see for sure because like we haven't, I don't think we've ever even seen a villain like that where they're number one like super super powerful but also just like their motive is just that deranged. It's gonna be hard to deal with her moving forward because I don't she think will so. have to account for her She'll or have, answer oh, for that. her atrocities. Yeah, that but the problem is she's so powerful that who's gonna do it? You know, like Loki well, was just this dude. <laughs> like he was powerful, but like you could, like his brother was stronger than he was. Yeah. So they could like entrap him or imprison him. Like she's gonna have to give herself up, like Hancock style. You know? No, she's not. That's the funny thing about this whole process, though, is that like even as powerful as she is, she's, that's not tipping an iceberg, man. Like, well, I mean, like, for for Earth, she's who's gonna take her down on Earth right now? Right now. But we're getting more characters later that are going to be insanely powerful. Like, I guess if she doesn't have like any stories for a while, that's cool. You know, we're getting, we're probably going to get Doom because we're getting Fantastic Four. Uh, we're, uh, I mean, there's there's a litany of different people that I feel like are coming to. Well, who's the, the next MCU, movie so. that who's the next like movie? Strange and her would be in would collide with? Oh man, are we like two three years out now. I don't know. That's a good question. There's probably nothing announced, I believe. Like for a Doctor Strange 3 or like anything like that? Or I mean, like, Doctor Strange could maybe maybe Captain America, like that New York, you know, yeah, feel. But maybe. like, I don't I, know. Like, they might like keep that more grounded. Super though. likely. Yeah, I don't mean fights or anything. Just like some like mentorship role in right. Spider-Man and yeah, yeah, yeah. all that stuff. But like Ooh. Wanda's kind of in her own category now. That like, is. Who's next? That is a good thing. I'm glad you said something about that because I completely forgot about it. The Spider-Man reference. Like, Doctor Strange knows Spider-Man. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, so that kind of confirms that, like, they don't, none of them know that, like, Peter Parker is Spider-Man. That's awesome. Like, they know that Spider-Man is oh, but that. they don't know that, like, Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Jeez. So they're keeping true to all of this stuff that they set up. That's awesome. What if they had just forgotten? Like, yeah. <laughs> he just first movie afterwards. Parker. Oh, my gosh. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. So that's that's awesome. And all of those little, like, tiny little references. I'm going to have to look at an Easter egg video just to they see They need all of them, to but, like, release a 10-minute Marvel short that just goes through the timeline explain where exactly we're at with everything. Yeah. I think Feige made that thing... He came out and announced that, like, basically Doctor Strange wasn't able to do the spell in Spider-Man because of what happened in Loki. Like, that was the tipping point. So, like, mm, okay. when He Who Remains dies, Doctor Strange is doing the spell for Spider-Man. And Understood. Yeah. But, like, other than that, we don't know a frame of reference as far as time for anything else, which is, like, oh, it's crazy trying to rack our brain. Like, when does when is Moon Knight taking place in this? You know what I mean? Like... Is this before the multiverse explodes? Is this after? Like, 
none of that is ever explained in any of this. So right. Like, Isn't somebody go, or a Dr. Strange or somebody going, why are there a bunch of purple things coming out of the sky to <laughs> kill a you know thing people in Egypt? You know? Yeah, right. It's, but then again, like we said, you know, he could be too busy fighting off. Like that could be at the same yeah, time. Strange that, like, has a bottom of his stuff on his is going plate. on. Right. So who's just chilling right now chilling? and like not paying attention? Is there somebody that's like <laughs> Sam? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so easy. Sam to is, just yeah, throw Sam him and, under the bus. Sam and uh, Winter <laughs> Soldier. Just We're like just chilling somewhere in Louisiana, yeah, like eating, eating crawfish, seafood. Yeah, what are they doing? Yeah, Monica's like honing her skills, probably somewhere. Yeah, yeah, maybe they're not ready for that fight. <laughs> like, what no, is dude, what's no what's way. Bucky what and, and Sam gonna mm-hmm. do against yeah. purple people eaters coming out of the sky? <laughs> Egyptian gods and deities and all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, that is like we just saw. Shumagorath and Doctor Strange and Scarlet Witch and uh, America Chavez who can travel, you know, the multiverse. So <laughs> that's not their playing field. Spider-Man no. would have had no shot in this fight. No. Um, I saw something crazy, by the way. I just had to say this. Somebody literally on Twitter, once again, social media is just like, these people aren't real. But like, not. somebody was like, oh man, like Toby's Spider-Man would have clapped scarlet and it's like are you out of your mind this man could barely stop a freaking train it took <laughs> everything in him to stop a train what do you think he's gonna have against scarlet witch toby spider-man toby spider-man would have died quicker than black bolt <laughs> oh that's another thing i didn't want to stop you on your soliloquy but i in my opinion scarlet witch now holds the trophy for most creative kill in marvel Absolutely. The Black Bolt kill yeah. was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I I saw the mouth close and I was like, oh, that's cool. She just limited him of his ability to attack her and he gets frustrated and starts muttering to himself and, and panics and basically shoots himself in the face Yeah, with his own blast. And I was like, whoa. You think he ever coughs and then puts his hand out and accidentally like gets a burn on his face, you know? <laughs> like, oh my gosh. That's I was, the thing about Black Bolt. That was so cool. That's just so crazy. It's just like a whisper. Yeah, his character doesn't really city. actually that's so impractical. It is, because like you can't do anything. You can't yawn. And he can't Bro, he can't how, whisper. How often do you yawn every day? Can he telepathically communicate with people? Like certain that's people. That's the thing that's really cool about the Illuminati is that because he's part of it, Charles is too. So Charles kind of like translates. That stuff. makes sense. Yeah. Because yeah, there's no way he can say anything to anybody. No. He would have to be outside. They have to be and whisper to the left while people are 300 <laughs> yards to his right. You yeah. know. They would have to be, I think, on like his home planet, which is on like one of the like spots on the moon or something Jeez. like that. Dude is like, I'm sorry, and was just. Yeah, dude. I mean, he disintegrated. Um, Doctor Strange. Yeah. It's like nothing. Like, that was wild. Yeah. And you see like just a tiny bit of that in the Inhuman series where like, yeah, he just like whispers something and it just levels a complete city. Dude. when Like that's crazy. I want to see him about. shout. I said it before. I said the one thing I wanted to see in the MCU was him <laughs> shouting and we yeah. got a whisper. Yeah. <laughs> like one month later. I never yeah. knew. I had no clue we were going to see Black Bolt and Doctor Strange. No, I, I that was the. B- I never thought we'd see Reed Richards. No, um, those two were the biggest shot. But I will ask a question. So that mm-hmm. was the most creative kill. What do yeah, you think sure. was the best line 
Was it the line that she says about Black Bolt? Or is this it the movie? one that she says about Reed Richards? Because I think it's the one about Reed Richards. What were the lines? Uh, well, basically, like, Reed's breaking it down to her that, like, Black Bolt can kill her in a whisper. Uh-huh. And then she's like, what mouth? With what mouth? And, yeah. And then Reed Richards says something like, I can connect with you. You know, I have a family or whatever. And then she says something like, well, it's good to know that they have a mother or something. That's oh, yeah, that was them. so much better. That was an amazing line. When she said, yeah. Uh, yeah, good to know that they'll have somebody to take care of them when you're gone, basically. Yeah, that, that was, was vicious. a great line. She was a villain. She yeah. was mean. Full villain. Like, horrible, awful, yeah. Yeah. bad, no good, twisted, vile. She was not cool. And she was walking around, you know, looking like Michael Myers. like Barefoot in, like, some skinny jeans. <laughs> I remember that scene where the they're in that, like, tank thing they're walking underwater oh and yeah yeah, yeah. the whole cool. audience was like why did you stop you right. know because like she had just burst through like three different metal walls and they're like why did you do that and i was so happy that dr strange like caused the water you know monsoon to trap her because it would not have made sense otherwise so <laughs> kudos we didn't have patience <laughs> yeah and you paid it off so i you know well done so that yeah, it was. I loved that. I mean, uh, you know, they, they showed up and then they died ten minutes later. It is what that's it is. Fine, I, I'm yeah. I don't care yeah. about because that's you know, not our call universe. me selfish. I don't care about their universe. Whatever. No, yeah. I don't care about the paint universe. None mm-hmm. of that. So it as long cool as everything's cool in our universe, right. yeah. That's that's the that's the bottom line. That was the one way you can use the multiverse to just bring a character in and say, hey, this guy exists, but you don't get him. He means nothing right now. Yeah. But here's a way to confirm a character. Yeah, because um, we're getting Krasinski. Casting. Right. Like, that, that's that's enough for me. Right and now. I know he was leaked before, but I did not see it. So He was leaked? I didn't know that. Yeah. there was Somebody posted a trailer on Facebook like um, the day before or something of a trailer and Krasinski was in it, so. Oh wow. Yeah, so it, you know you gotta always gotta watch out. But why why watch? Here's some rules. If you haven't seen a movie, don't go on Facebook comments within the post about the movie. Mm-mm. Don't do that to yourself, no. and then blame other people. Like you shouldn't be talking about it for like a day or so. But if you go on there, it's your fault. Yeah. So yeah, just avoid those things. You know, if it's then- if it's important to you right and then like for me like i blocked every word imaginable that i would think would be get leaked or spoiled yeah. on twitter and you i just blocked block krasinski that's for sure huh i, said I did not block, block krasinski but like i knew that in the context they would have used something like dr strange or like multiverse uh-huh. of madness or multiverse or fantastic four or whatever dude the list that i had of blocked words on twitter was insane leading up to this <laughs> And I had to go back and unblock all those words. It was, oh, it was crazy. But, yeah, I mean, you just have to, like, not spoil yourself at this point. Because, like, people post spoilers all the time for everything because they don't care. And they're horrible people. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so you just have to, like, like, do what you did, too. Like, just completely get off social media, like, for however long. Uh like when we went to go see Endgame, we were completely both off of every social media. We're so committed for... to it, we're staying in a cabin. But yeah, dude, that was, oh man. So yeah, don't spoil yourself. Um, 
But yeah, that was that was a fantastic movie. I, I I'm so excited for what they're doing going forward. Um, and you know, Krasinski is Reed. Whether or not they they bring the Inhumans back, or you know, if it's just Black Bolt, I don't care. I would love to see it though. Yeah, you know, it's cool that they acknowledge that they exist. Yeah. Um, it looks like they reportedly began casting in January of uh, Fantastic Four, so they might be done or might not. I don't know. Wow. Wow, that's crazy. Because he did an interview recently where he was asked if he would like direct anything in Marvel, and he's like, eh, I don't think so. You know, I don't. You know, whatever. And it was like very serious about it. Like he was like, eh, if the time comes, and maybe, but like right now, probably not. And then. Uh, it just so happens that the guy that they hired to direct Fantastic Four quit like a day or two before Doctor Strange came out. So I think Krasinski's probably not only going to be Reed Richards, but he's probably going to be a director of the Fantastic Four, which is awesome. I hope he's not, but I mean, I can understand if they go that way. I, I would prefer the stars to yeah stay off the keys in the MCU just because of the impact of... Well, There's it just so much more you got to be cognizant of. Yeah, it just depends. You know, I think if he has a great relationship with Kevin Feige, which I would assume that he does, because he would he wouldn't be Reed Richards if he didn't. There would be a understanding of like what's the best move, but I also think that like if they decide to do a trilogy with the Fantastic Four, which they should, um, I couldn't think of honestly a, a better way of doing it than that to be honest he's a really great director and i think he understands the implications of things within marvel like um Ooh. so yeah that's not a good start it looks like the director of fantastic four bowed out two yeah. weeks ago that's what i said like right before we uh saw dr strange like he bowed out of it so it seems like maybe never a good sign Maybe Krasinski gets directing done, or maybe they hire somebody else. So I would assume most of it's already done, like yeah. the the storyboarding. So if he wanted to come in on that, I guess he could. But I wonder I what's the time frame for when that's gonna be out. Like twenty five, twenty four. So they're shooting in twenty three. So yeah, it would be like twenty four probably. <clears throat> wow. Um, maybe yeah. they've been going from shooting to released really fast that's true actually because um, they just wrapped up guardians 3 like today yeah so, so. The, the production they got this thing down but yeah i would say tentatively probably early 24 at this point which yeah. makes sense 24 <laughs> so yeah could could catch that <laughs> um yeah so I, I guess overall it was just a really enjoyable experience um they like you said, the implications of this movie are probably going to be more fun to talk about than some of the things within the movie itself. You know, you can go scene by scene and break down what happened, but I think a lot of this was just an introduction to what's to come. Mm -hmm. And uh, the different universes it was just a taste. We didn't go to that many, and we only settled in two, right? So, yeah, you know, there's a lot left to be explored, which I guess if there's one thing that's a small disappointment it's that like the multiverse aspect of it was it was like a a two verse <laughs> you know that's like yeah. the two that we explored well we got like what three 
three or four different universes that we actually landed in and, and inspected fully. Did we? Because there's the one at the end where Doctor Strange sees the evil version of himself, and that's like oh the universe. And there was like 383, which they spent the most time in with the Illuminati. The one that he was the evil one. Yeah. He was. Did he go anywhere, or was it just that tower? Because everything was like completely was destroyed, right? Yeah, because it yeah, okay, like it had collapsed on itself or something like that. Right. So I guess I kind of forgot about that one because it was just like a building. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that that makes sense. Oh well, we'll we'll see more of it in the future. Um, For sure. Is there anything else that was on your mind with the film? No, man, this was awesome. I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, this was the impl- like you said, the implications are probably more fun to talk about than anything else, and I think that that's actually good because uh, that's what Marvel does best. They keep you on your toes for the next thing and there's no other film franchise that's ever been like this where you see a movie and you're immediately ready for the next one and you want to see the next one now so uh yeah i want to thank everybody for joining us in this recap and review of doctor strange in the multiverse of madness if you haven't already uh you can check out our moon knight recap and review we talked about the finale and the the season itself and discussed our thoughts on that. We filmed them on the same day, so um, hopefully you've listened to both. But uh, we really appreciate you guys being a part of the conversation, and we will come to you next time very soon. Peace.